0: You're listening to Focus on the Bible. If you were God and you loved everybody and you wanted them all to be saved into eternal life, how would you tell all those people the good news of the gospel? Let's talk about this. In the same way, let's say today that you discovered a totally natural soap, and that anyone who washed in that soap would never, ever contract the pandemic known as coronavirus or COVID-19. How would you let people know about that? Would you wait for God to send an angel to tell everyone that you had some good soap that would keep people from being sick? Or would you act yourself and maybe tell all your friends? In Acts chapter 10 and 11, a great story is told in the Bible. It's a story of two men. One's name is Cornelius and the other's name is Peter. And God wants to get these two people together. And God wants Cornelius to be saved because he is ripe and hanging on the vine. Here's how it happens. In Acts chapter 10, verse 1 and 2, we gather the facts about this man, Cornelius. He's not a Jew. He's a Roman. In fact, he's a centurion in the Roman army. Now, centurion is a word that gets thrown around a lot, but, well, most people seem to not know what it means. A centurion is a captain. He's a captain in the army of Rome. He's in charge of a 100 men, although sometimes those captains were historically able to bring a lot more than a hundred men to the fight. So he is a well-prepared man in social life, Cornelius. He probably has a lot of friends, and he does. He's also a family man. He has a family, a wife and children. He's leading his family, and he's a devout, God-fearing man. Somehow he's been attracted to God, though he's a Roman, now, he's a Roman who is planted now in the Jewish world. He's one of those people bringing order to the Jews under the dominant hand of the Roman empire, the empire that's ruling the world at that point in time. But living among the Jews now, apparently he's attracted to the God of the Jews, the Lord himself. He's even giving alms. Now, that's a Jewish thing. He's giving his donations to feed the poor. This man is curious about God, and all that he knows about God, he's receiving, but he's yet unsaved. Cornelius is unsaved. On the other hand, there is the apostle Peter. They've never met before. They live in different places. Peter is a disciple of Jesus. He has become an apostle of God to the church. He's a Jew, always, and he's a preacher to the Jews, well-schooled by Jesus and now in charge. Although he denied the Lord before, he's come a long way in the development of this preacher, and now he's in charge of things. And so God wants to get these two men together. And God also wants Cornelius, who is so hungry for the truth of God— to be saved how does it happen in acts chapter 10 and 11 well in acts chapter 10 verses 3 to 5 we gather the facts about how this has happened that cornelius begins to make the connection to peter the apostle Acts 10 and verse 3 now the Bible says he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him Cornelius and when he looked on him he was afraid let me stop the reading of the word and ask you if you saw an angel walking around in your house who speaks your name to you (laughs) would you be afraid? And said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. And so Cornelius sees this angel in his house and the angel tells him, "Uh, God is thinking of you. And now the word from God to me to you is that you send to Joppa and you you call for this man whose name is Simon and you ask him to come to speak to you. Now in Acts chapter 11, we get more. This is Peter's own telling of how God has worked in Cornelius' home to bring these two people together. Acts chapter 11, now, and we pick it up in verse 13 and 14. And Peter tells this story, and he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. So clearly in both chapters, under both accounts, Cornelius is supposed to go get Peter. And when Peter comes, Peter is going to tell Cornelius and all his household how they can be saved. Is that good? Is that good? What a great story. But I have a question about this text. It's so easy to ignore something that is very obvious in this story for a lot of times. I read this story in the Bible, but it never jumped out at me like it has lately. There's an angel in the house. There's an angel walking around inside the house of Cornelius. That angel has been with God since angels were created. That angel knows about God's salvation plan. The question is obvious. Why didn't the angel tell Cornelius the gospel? God has gone to the trouble of sending that angel. In fact, the very word angel means messenger. That's their primary responsibility to run errands for God. And here is the angel in the household of Cornelius who is hungry to know about God but it's not the angel who's going to win the day. The angel is just an errand boy to send the message, go get Peter. Meanwhile, back at the farm, there is Peter. He's down in Joppa, and apparently it's an ordinary day, but he himself now hears from God in a very strange way. Here's what he sees. Peter sees a sheet as though it's held by the four corners let down from heaven. And inside that sheet are these crazy animals, the kind of animals that Jews never could eat. They don't follow the dietary code of the Hebrews' law. And so Peter has never eaten these kinds of animals before. But there's a voice from God as the sheet is let down, Peter, you kill and eat. And Peter informs the Lord, Lord, I've never eaten these kinds of things before. Three times the Lord tells Peter, I want you to slay and eat these animals. And then the sheet is gathered back up into heaven. Peter gets the message. What God is telling him is that there's a new day that's dawning. There's a day that things that have never happened before are now going to be happening, and Peter, you're right in the middle of it. And at the same time, God gives Peter a message. There are going to be some men who come to your door. They're going to tell you that a request has come for you to go to a place with them and bear good news. Peter, when they come, go with those men. And so this is the beautiful story of a man who's hungry to know God and another man who's hungry to tell people about knowing God. It's a great story of how God is working in Cornelius and how God is working in Peter to bring these two together. Now here's what happens. Peter goes to that household and Cornelius welcomes him in. Apparently, the house is full of people, not just Cornelius's family, but also a lot of friends. As you might imagine, the centurion in the Roman army might know a lot of people. And so his house is full of people who want to hear from this mysterious man that God says will bring them the truth that they can be saved. And that is exactly what happened, friend. Peter brought it to that house. And in a few simple words that you can find in Acts chapter 10, Peter explains to them the unveiling of the Savior from heaven. It's Jesus Christ. No doubt Cornelius had heard of Jesus before, but he had never seen this picture of the Redeemer who came from God. And how that he died on the cross to pay the sins of everyone. How that he rose again from the dead to prove that he was really God. Really the one who was sent from heaven to bear the sins and pay the death penalty of sin. That people could leave behind their religious ways, their dietary laws, or whatever else it was that people mistakenly thought would make them morally good enough for heaven. And the message is that whoever will believe in the name of Jesus Christ will receive remission of sins and have eternal life. That's the message Peter brought to Cornelius' home. On that night, friend, there's not a word from Peter about having to walk down an aisle. There wasn't one. There's no sinner's prayer revealed. Peter never led them in what they should say to God. He just brought them the good news about the Redeemer and told them the very simple thing to do to be saved, and that's to believe on his name. You know what happened next? The whole house, all the people in it, received the Holy Spirit of God that God gives to people who are saved. It's so simple. It's so pure and so clean. God did a miracle that night by sending a man to bear the gospel. I want to take you to a Bible verse, not written by Peter, but by the Apostle Paul, 1 Thessalonians in chapter 2. And Paul is very clear and very direct about this and how God had worked in his own life to prepare him to be one who would tell people the good news of the gospel. Here's what Paul the Apostle says, 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 4. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which tryeth our hearts. What did Paul say? He said, we, we get to do this. We're the ones who get to bear good news to people in the world so they can be saved. And because we get to do this, that's what we're doing, Paul said. And we're not worried about pleasing men in telling people the good news of heaven. But we're concerned that we be pleasing to God in this because he's the one who has entrusted us with this message. Friend, I have another question today. Who is out there right now waiting for the gospel? Now, you can't always tell just by looking at someone. But don't you know that out there... Around and about, everywhere, there are people who are thinking about God at night. And as they go to bed, they wonder what the future holds, especially in these troublesome times in which we live. Don't you know there are people who wonder where it's all headed, where it's going, and they know about heaven and they know about hell. And people know that they've sinned and they don't qualify with God. But who's out there wondering? Who's waiting today for the gospel? In your very life around you, whose path will you cross today? Who's out there in the dark, out in the fog? They're out in all the nonsensical things that get said about God, sometimes even from churches. And they wonder and they wait. What does God want to do? Send an angel to them? Probably not. That wouldn't meet the pattern of Scripture. God wants to send people And if you know the gospel, friend, you are saved by faith alone in Christ alone. And so God waits maybe for you to help someone else to know. Thanks for joining us for Focus on the Bible. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can mail us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, www.FreddieCoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. This is Focus on the Bible.